Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, welcome back. Very excited to be joined by my next guest. This dude is the preeminent combat sports voice. I mean, he's done it all. Pride, Strike Force, Glory. He's the voice of SmackDown, but... He's also the voice of Showtime Boxing. They got a big card this weekend. Leo Santa Cruz versus Carl Frampton, the rematch. Moral, thank you very much for, for giving us some time this uh, this morning. Thank you. Hey, uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, glad to talk to you, my man. So tell, tell me, going into this rematch, uh, these guys want to do it again. Uh, majority decision last time. Do you think it's the right decision that they had, that they have to do this one again? Oh, definitely. Uh, these two, uh, Leo Santa Cruz and uh, Carl Frampton, were conjoined twins close in that opening match. And just based on uh, the reaction by the uh, the electrifying crowd at the uh, Barclays Center last July, where, I mean, it was like a horse race down the stretch where everyone was on their feet just uh, exhorting these two uh, world-class warriors. And and I, I do believe it is the right decision because of the because of what's so close, not just on the scorecards, and I do believe that, that Carl Frampton deserved the, the decision, but the, the adjustments that we were seeing being made by Leo Santa Cruz down the stretch, and, and I think the biggest question going into that first match was Carl Frampton was moving up in weight, four pounds after you know defeating Scott Quigg in a less than stellar fight earlier in the year at 122 pounds. He moved up to 126 pounds to take on the previously unbeaten Santa Cruz, who was a, a three-division champion and a guy who is known for, you know, high-volume attack. I don't think anyone throws more punches in a fight than, than Leo Santa Cruz, and even in their first meeting, over 1,000 punches, over 1,600 punches between them. But the accuracy of Carl Frampton, I think, was the difference. And the fact that Frampton brought power with him to 126 pounds. In the second round, he landed a left hook that staggered Santa Cruz, the best punch of the fight. And I think it kind of surprised Santa Cruz that Frampton was able to, uh, you know, at least uh, chink, put a chink in the armor. And, and he even admitted that maybe the strategy was wrong in terms of not taking advantage of his huge reach. I think he's got like a seven-inch reach advantage over Frampton. And I think in the rematch on Saturday night, Santa Cruz is going to try to, to use his legs and keep uh, Carl Frampton at bay. But uh, I-, I believe that Frampton's confidence now at an all-time high. He has predicted that he's going to stop Santa Cruz. Uh, again, there's so many questions. Uh, it- it's a tremendous narrative, and I know that in the movies the-, the-, the sequels aren't usually as good as the original, but I truly believe Saturday night we're going to get Godfather Part 2 and not Caddyshack Part 2, my friend. Well, it's really great to see that they're, that they're putting some risk on it because you know we just saw a great match from you guys a couple of weeks ago with Bada Jack James DeGaulle. Uh, what a hell of a fight that was. And it doesn't yeah. it doesn't seem like we're going to get that uh, because of weight issues of politics. I know Mayweather was upset. And so you don't always get these young guys who are in their prime uh, with the risk. And I think it's such a great thing for boxing when we do see this. Do you think we will end up seeing more of these guys, more of that, that, that desire to still want to just end up proving they're the best and not be necessarily protected by the promoters or weight class or these types of things? For the sake of the sport, we have to, my friend. Uh, and I think, as you are seeing it, I, of course, I'm biased. I, I work for Showtime Championship Boxing. But uh, after a, a lackluster year for the sport in 2016 with, as you mentioned, the politics, uh, 
the, 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 the cash grabs, the, the, the issues that uh, unfortunately continue to plague this uh, tremendous sport. Uh, we're seeing the best, fighting the best on a more regular basis, especially on Showtime. You just mentioned Manu Jack, James DeGale, another hell of a uh, fight between those two that, that could have gone either way, ends in a draw. I thought Floyd Mayweather put a damper on the proceedings instead of celebrating what was a terrific fight and a great night for the sport. We saw Gervonta uh, Tank Davis become a star earlier in the night by becoming a champion at 22 years of age. And, and you have to take the good when it comes to the sport of boxing. And I, I truly believe that uh, Battle Jack James DeGale should have also had a rematch. Obviously, uh, Jack has relinquished his title to 168, moving up to 175 pounds, where there are terrific fights with uh, Donis Stevenson, Andre Ward, uh, Sergey Kovalev. I mean, uh, 175 is a good-looking weight class. But, but you're absolutely right. And, and again, the, I think it's going to become the norm and not the exception, especially on Showtime, of course, March 4th on CBS, two undefeated champions in uh, Keith Thurman and uh, Danny Garcia going at it and welterweight. So, again, uh, you're seeing it Saturday night with uh, Dehaz Latichini and uh, Mikey Garcia, both undefeated, and they're fighting for Latichini's title. And, of course, we talk about the rematch, the main event. So, in order for the sport to to thrive and survive and take back some of the thunder that was stolen by, you know, another sport I'm very familiar with, mixed martial arts. Uh, the best have to fight the best. And we see that the crowd and the fans will respond. A huge crowd at Barclays Center. I predict another big crowd in Las Vegas on Saturday night. So it's like anything else. Uh, you know, we have a sophisticated uh, society with uh, the entertainment dollar being stretched like it's never been before. So if the boxing fans aren't getting what they want, they won't be watching. We're speaking with Mauro Ronaldo. You catch him out on Showtime Boxing. Frampton, Santa Cruz 2 on Showtime starting at 10 o'clock this Saturday night. You guys definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, let me ask you uh, about that Keith Thurman-Danny Garcia fight. Uh, the first press conference, uh, as Danny Garcia's father's one to do, seems like he caused a bit of a ruckus. How do you, how do you think that, that goes uh, for Danny? Do you think that's a burden for his career? Do you think he needs that? Because that is the guy who's been with him uh, there from the beginning. And do you think that that outburst will uh, will affect the fight in any way? Well, first of all, absolutely disgusting, and I abhorred everything that Angel Garcia said. Uh, no place for it in boxing. No place for it in our society. And uh, again, I was I was uh, I was at a loss for words when I watched that press conference. And again, in my mind, I'm saying, here we go again. <laughs> An amazing opportunity for boxing to get some positive press. Because let's face it, boxing no longer, you know, the days of ABC's Wide World of Sports and the Four Kings and the, uh, you know, Ali and the Frazier. I mean, we, we have to curry favor as much as possible. And here we had an opportunity to show off two of the best champions of the sport. And again, another fight on CBS in prime time on Saturday, March 4th. And Angel Garcia, as he is wont to do, went and not only put his foot in his mouth, but he embarrassed himself, he embarrassed the sport. And I, I hope he will not be involved in the proceedings. I know that promoter Lou Gabella has already said that at the final press conference during fight week, uh, it will only be the fighters on the stage. And truly, that's I believe that's how it should be. The attention should be focused on the athletes. And you ask me whether it's going to be a burden to Danny Garcia. Hey, that's his dad. I, I, I you know, I'm not around him. It's not my business to, to speak on their personal relationship. But, but I hope that. Uh, I hope that he will be Angel Garcia will be banned from ringside because again, uh, that kind of behavior, uh, those kinds of actions are, are are not necessary in any 
of our facets of life. It's 2017, and the fact that he's still using language like that is, is, is despicable. If I, could, uh, if I could switch over to your other sport for just a minute, uh, Mauro, did you see uh, this past weekend Bellator, uh, Chael Sonnen versus Tito Ortiz, uh, some words, people thought it looked a little bit fishy. I just thought maybe Chael looked a little bit rusty, but some people thought uh, maybe gave up a choke. There was t- there was all this conspiracy going around it. Did you see uh, the buzz from that, and what, what did you make of it? I thought that uh, Chael Sonnen showed up to collect the check. I, I thought, and I predicted this going in on my own uh, podcast that I do with El Wapo Boss Ruta, the UFC Hall of Famer. Shameless plug, my friend. It's, it's uh, a good so podcast, I, by I, the way. I can recommend it. This, <laughs> thank you. At this stage, Chael Sonnen, and, and again, I have the utmost respect for, for Scott Coker, who, man, when I worked for uh, Showtime doing Strike Force, I thought that was the promotion that was going to give the UFC a, a run for its money, and, and, and I thought it would be terrific for the sport. And we've seen what the Strike Force alum have been able to do, not only in the UFC, but, but in other organizations. But on Saturday night, I know what Scott Coker has to do. They have to try to draw ratings. They're owned by Viacom, a television station. UFC's got the majority of the, the best fighters on the planet. And even they're changing their philosophy and matchmaking and going to what will make the most money and not necessarily what the rankings, which are their own issues, uh, dictate. But Jail Sonnen, I, again, I don't know why he's back. Uh, I, know, I, I had no interest in the fight going into it. I have nothing but utmost credit, uh, respect for Tito Ortiz and what he's done to the sport. I know the ratings were great. I think it peaked at $2.2 million, So they're going to be happy with that. But at what cost? Uh, Chael Sonnen to be uh, showed up. I don't think there's anything fishy about the fight. I just think Chael Sonnen, in the first sign of trouble, capitulated, gets his check. And, and frankly, I don't want to see him fight again. And I, I'm glad that Tito Ortiz is... Uh, is, is retiring because he's done everything necessary. And this is a young man's sport, and we're, we're seeing it more and more, the evolution that, uh, yes, it's about star power. We see it in boxing now with the, the vacuum left by uh, Floyd Mayweather and, uh, and, and MMA without Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey now at the UFC. It's about star power. I get it. But, man, oh, man, I, I didn't need to see that fight Saturday, and I, I don't need to see Chael Sonnen fight again. Thank you. Well, one more before we get you out of here, Mauro, uh, and thank you so much for your time today because you mentioned the, the two the two power names in, in each sport. Uh, do you think if those two, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, were to fight, uh, I think most people are of the opinion that it would be a wash for Floyd, but just giving those two guys that much exposure, would it be good uh, for, for, for both sports? Would they each get something out of it, or would it be bad just a freak show? Well, like I said, my friend, uh, big championship doubleheader coming your way Saturday on Showtime Championship Boxing. And my response is, I don't even want to speak about McGregor and Mayweather. It's <laughs> I got their you, man. way of staying in the press. It's their way of trolling all of us here in the media and otherwise. And honestly, sir, I, I'm not the least a bit interested in that fight. Well, you got to play. Regardless of where it takes place. Because honestly, I mean, you, I find my nephew, who doesn't even follow these sports, uh, will be able to give you the answer. In boxing, Mayweather, MMA McGregor. I'm yawning very loudly right now. I'm sure you've been, it's been beaten to death for you. Thank you very much, Mauro. <laughs> uh, check it out. Carl Frampton, Leo Santa Cruz. That's a hell of a fight in its own right. Mauro's going to do a great job calling, as he always does, with Paulie Malnagy, Al Bernstein on Showtime Boxing. 10 o'clock, the card starts. You guys don't want to miss it. Thank you, Mauro. Yeah, and if I may, I would like to invite your listeners as well to not only join us Saturday on Showtime Championship Boxing, but I'm taking the red eye to San Antonio. Over 40,000 people at the Alamo Dome for the 30th Annual uh, Royal Rumble on the WWE Network, so I hope you'll join us for that as well. Appreciate it, my man. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.